Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. All right, high fivers, it's your boy Ty Fi Tom back here. So just uh, it's been a minute since I've done one of these, but uh. I've got my good friend here, uh, my second favorite comedian in the area, my wife's favorite wrestler, but Mr. Dave works here. Uh, Dave, how are you tonight, my friend? Hello, Tom, or shall I say Mott Spock? <laughs> well, you know, so I, I, I'm a man of many n- d- different nicknames, so. No, nothing wrong with that. Nothing, I mean, clearly, I know about, like, different monikers here. <laughs> Yeah, and, it, and it's funny. People always ask me to say, well, what wrestler do you have the most T-shirts? And you are currently tied for first with Dave, Jeff Cobb, by the way. Hot damn. Oh, I'll take it. I'll be that number one indie guy. Yeah, I haven't made a shirt in a long time. I bought for the wife either. Those are just mine. So, All right. Well, I'll take it. Like I said. Uh, and also, I strongly support your Jeff Cobb love. So I, uh, I am a huge fan. And also the, the few times I've met him, um, you know, he's, he's been such a great guy. Because he was working heel when I met him, so I was kind of nervous because it was like one of my first big indie shows. So I'm like, do they stay in character? How does this work? Are you super? And I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, outside of like myself and MJF, I think all heels turn into baby faces once they hit the merch table. Yeah. So don't worry about that. That's yeah. So le- definitely lesson learned. But we're not here to talk about wrestling for a change. Um, you've got a big show coming up here October 8th. Yeah, I do. Uh, it, I've been fortunate enough to be able to put on my own comedy event uh, for the past, well, I guess just this year is when I started it. But my show, Autonomy, uh, is going to have its third showcase. And I kind of balled out on it and got some absolutely crazy talent that really you don't want to miss nice yeah so let me uh let me at least tell you what the hell this show is because otherwise right. people are gonna be like it's it's funny ha <laughs> <laughs> um well so autonomy is actually a mixture of both stand-up and improv comedy so you know obviously everyone knows stand-up that's the you know the stand-up comedians the guys that stand there guys and girls that just talk about their life stories and uh you know do some nice back and forth with the crowd well improv though we i do short form comedy uh when with my time at comedy sports and i've brought a lot of the games that i've had there developed some new ones and twisted the ones that we have had uh to do some short i would say four to six minute games that uh is just spread throughout about in a 45 minute format. Now, the, the really crazy thing about my show, though, is we have nothing planned, mm. absolutely nothing. And to prove that, we let the audience choose basically everything. So, after a quick introduction, I bring both the stand up acts out and we get a, a quick little meet up with them. And then the audience gets to choose who they want to hear first and who's going to be that that startup and who's going to be more or less the headliner later on in the show. After they go, uh, we then bring up some some improv and I have some menus, uh, more or less, 
that have each of the games written all over it. I let you in the audience pick what games are played. So it gets really weird because, (laughs) you know, a lot of the time in my improv stuff, we at least kind of talk about, all right, I think we want to play this game. We want to play three things. I think that'll be really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, guess what? We don't have any control now. And uh, if it, to make matters even more difficult on us, we let you decide who plays what role. So if it's a guessing game, you're going to decide who's that guesser. If there's a game with a gimmick, like one of the ones that uh, we play with, we um, we have soundproof headphones uh, that I have bought. Uh, and we do an entire scene where one person can't hear anything we do a, another one where we have drunk goggles on and attempt to move forward and then replay it backwards mm-hmm. so it gets really stupid really fast and it, it's it's one hell of a show yeah it's listen i mean i was i was very fortunate with uh with some friends in my uh, my better half to catch the second one so and we'll definitely be there for the third one so um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about the two stand-up comedians you got then. Yeah, yeah. So first person uh, is Sorab Faruzesh. He is a Chicago stand-up act, and I can't tell you, I can't even equate how much energy this man has. He is such a big and loud person as far as his personality goes. Um, I I absolutely fell in love with him the first time I listened to some of his stand-up. If you haven't, go onto YouTube, look for Sorab Faruzesh. You will find some of the funniest stuff around. He's amazing. Uh, but yes, Chicago guy. So he's actually making the trip to come on up. Uh, we had one of his, uh, one of our mutual friends, Jessica Mizra, last show, mm-hmm. and she did really well. I, I want to keep that ball rolling and kind of showcase some fantastic uh, talent in the Midwest. Now, the second stand-up we got is Chastity Washington. Mm. Let me tell you, Chastity has been more or less one of the most prominent Milwaukee-based stand-up comedy comics for the better part of 25 years this woman is so damn funny if you ask any of the local scene who is your favorite comic at least locally they will tell you it's chastity washington and i i shit you not everyone has told me that so she is fantastic uh, if you need proof on how fantastic she is, this woman opened up for Charlie Barron's at State Fair this year. So the Man of Talk Minute guy, uh, she's had shows on HBO or specials on HBO. She's been featured in a whole litany of other specials as well, BET stuff. She is so damn funny and is so good at equating regular life Mm. and finding the funny in that she is fantastic i can't speak more highly of her um than i am already Uh, she's just out of this world and between her and solrab 
that is like ticket admission right there. Uh, and then on top of that, we do have one other guest that uh, I do want to highlight. This is not a stand-up, but we do have a good friend of mine and the rest of my improv crew, uh, Nicole Devin from the Chicago Comedy Sports. Nicole used to be a member at CSE Milwaukee and uh, ventured out a little bit more to uh, obviously a place that's got a little bit more um, entertainment capital, right? Uh, That's what, that's what Chicago is. Um, So I've had the pleasure of knowing Nicole for the better part of 10 years. She is absolutely hysterical. And the fact that she is able to come up and kind of celebrate um, the fun that is autonomy, uh, by the way, uh, shout out because today is her birthday. So, uh, pretty rad. Um, yeah, the fa- fact that she's able to come on up and do that, uh, she will also be in the midnight show that night. So definitely don't want to miss that. Oh, and, uh, Tom, you would love her because she's a huge wrestling fan. Nice. I, I do enjoy the wrestles. So, um, now, for, for a lot, you know, for people, you know, I don't want to say my my reach is is vast, but I mean, there's some people that may not be like used to improv. Um, you kind of want to explain like how so comedy sports is somewhat of a franchise, isn't it? So oh, not not Chicago. somewhat. It is very much a franchise. Okay. Uh, last I had heard, I believe there were 28 other comedy sports franchises across the world. So uh, I know we have. A whole bunch, obviously, in the U.S. We used to have, or I think we still do have one in Germany. We have one in uh, the U.K. and Manchester specifically. Uh, I know there were talks about opening one in, I believe, Spain at some point. I don't know if that's still out there, but pretty much every major metropolitan city in the U.S. has one. L.A., Chicago. Cincinnati, Minneapolis, New York. Um, I know Miami's planning on opening one in a little, uh, in like a couple months or like maybe a year or so. Um, Seattle, Austin, Dallas. It, you the the list is vast, uh, and it all started right here in Milwaukee. We are okay. the oldest, longest running comedy sports, and uh, you know if I'm biased, the best. <laughs> Yeah, because it was, um, if I remember correctly, like 83 or something like that started? 84, 84. So, yeah, coming up on 40 years, so. Yeah, and um, uh, that was all created by one comedy legend, Dick Chudnow. If you've never heard of him, you probably just didn't know that that was his work. Yeah, The guy has written for a bunch of big movies from back in the day kentucky fried movie uh airplane you know i mean like his name surely is you must be kidding amped. exactly well uh, you mean surely because don't call me that uh <laughs> but yeah so i mean he is he's, he's had his fingerprints all over uh hollywood uh and comedy and all that from back you know like he said 30 or 40 years ago is he in? Was he in Milwaukee? I mean, a Milwaukee guy originally. Then yeah, he's a Shorewood, a Shorewood man. Oh, interesting. So yeah, because I mean, obviously you walk through there, and because I mean, because Comedy Cafe kind of, um, which isn't even there anymore. When I came back and I was gone, I was womp like, womp. Um, 
But obviously, I know there's a humongous difference. But yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, you look at the wall of comedy sports, and I mean, everyone's been through there. So, oh, yeah. And honestly, there's more that you don't even know. Uh, Rick and Morty, you know that show? Mm-hmm. One of the creators, Dan Harmon, used to be a Milwaukee comedy sports player. Now, really? admittedly, uh, Dan is not the, um, the biggest fan of his improv time, uh, mainly because it just wasn't his style. But he talks about it regularly here and there. And uh, he did learn a lot from it. I've met Dan Harmon, and he is just as weird as you would think he is. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, these there are so many big names that have been a part of comedy sports, either as an actual player or as a guest. Um, and we just, I just am so fucking fortunate. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to swear. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I cuss like a fucking sailor. So good. Uh, well not good, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just so fortunate to be a part of comedy sports. I've been there literally for over half of my life at this point. I started when I was 15 and, uh, um, I am just getting to that point where I'm going to cross that threshold to I, more or less a point of obsession, because if I've been there for 16 years, uh, wow. It shows you the, the amount of love that I have for comedy sports and the stuff I do down there. Wow. I mean, I knew you'd been there a while, but I had no idea it was that long. Holy shit. Started so- when I was 15 in high school. Yeah, so did you just walk in the door and say, hey, I want to be an improv comedian? Or did did you, at the time, did you know the difference between stand-up? Because, I mean, obviously, most people, and we'll get into this, but um, if you're not a, a comedy geek, and I'm starting to get more into it because, I I mean, I, I do love comedy. I love fucking laughing because life's too short not to. Hell yeah. Um, but most people, they know stand-up comedy as opposed to improv sure. comedy. Um, like, when you walked in there, was that your whole goal that you wanted to be an improv comedian? Or were you just like fuck it. I want to do comedy in general. Well, I, I knew comedy or improv comedy specifically around that time, because whose line is it anyway, was such a strong, prominent figure in, in, uh, entertainment media, you know? Um, and I, I can't tell you the number of times that I watched that just was like, damn, I want to be Wayne Brady. I want (laughs) to be Wayne Brady so bad. You know, there were a lot of things that I could accomplish to be Wayne Brady. Some, not so much, mainly, um, you know, tonality wise, but um, (laughs) yeah, I, dude, I loved it. And then I was very fortunate. The um, director of one of my musicals that I did in high school was a former comedy sports player and, or at the time, current comedy sports player. And he saw my goofiness, my silliness and, uh, recommended me in the most uh, strangest way uh, that I know Brian Bastavka to do. Um, he pulled me into a room and was just like, all right, don't be concerned, which is, you know, the one thing to say to make people concerned. Right. Um, but I, you know, I'm going to ask you to do a couple things again, warning flags. Um, <laughs> and I just want you to, to just like, try to do them okay so then he's like all right well just start talking to me i was like oh, okay uh hello how's it going brian uh, i hope you're having a wonderful night and then he he would shout french i was like 
okay, uh, what is it you want me to talk about in the French accent? Uh, something like this, or maybe a little bit more, you know? And then he was would change over to uh, Russian. I was like, okay, is a Russian accent right for you? Or do you need me to wait in breadline a little longer? So that way I can grab, you know, again, I'm 15 at the time and he's going through all these things and, you know, eventually even breaks it down to like, all right, Christopher Walken. And it's like, listen, maybe Christopher Walken can help you for one of your business ventures, you know, stuff like that. And uh, it was really great. Probably went, uh, it seemed like it, it went for ever in a good way you know it felt like we were doing it for for 20 minutes just having this bullshit conversation and um it, afterwards he was just like you know what you should definitely try out for comedy sports it's like all right so i went at 15 years old i did all the adult workshops um and then once i got into college i uh took it as a class they offered at uwm or at least at the time, it was actually like through comedy sports. And I was able to meet Dick Chud now because he was the instructor and he liked me so much. He was like uh, within the first month there of me taking his class, he's like, you should just come work for me. All right. Boom. Sold. And uh, I've been there again ever since uh, just through all that, uh, through Tough times, bad, you know, rough times, great times, amazing times. I've gotten to do so many cool things and be a part of some fantastic shows with big name personalities. And I, I couldn't have done it without comedy sports. That Wow, that's awesome. So, um, so obviously with, you know, the circle of background, because everything's about wrestling. So obviously as a young wrestler, you know, you're setting up the ring, you're setting up chairs, you know, you're doing the whole young lion thing. Um, how does, I mean, so, I mean, obviously you've got the workshops, but do they, I mean, do they just kind of throw you to the wolves at that point then or? No. Well, I mean, you know, I should say at that time, yes. Uh, the, when I started, it was a completely different atmosphere, still very fun, great but um, it, it had that, like you said, thrown in the deep end and see if you swim. Um, nowadays, though, we are such a community and the support levels are like through the roof. Hmm. Uh, when I first started, I was doing a, this position called ballet Parker. So instead of a valet, uh, I would meet the cars in the parking lot wearing a tutu. And I was supposed to to do like dance them to their spots well guess what i'm not exactly a dancer here so i ended up just becoming a dejected uh you know 20 something year old which was again equally as funny did a yeah. whole bunch of bits with them uh it was great it, that was a tip-based job and i made great money doing that uh moved on up to being um a host and also Mr. Voice, which was like the sound booth guy. I did the sound booth thing for years. They had me in there for such a long time, mainly because I, I took that job way too seriously. I yeah. played, I did so many sound effects for everything. I did uh, so many music cues. I added to our music system. Eventually they got me into the rotation of like the matinee shows, which happens to be a lot of the kids stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then I actually, I took like a, a couple months off really. Uh, and that was when I started wrestling. And the, when I took that time off and I came back, it allowed me to kind of slow down so much on, uh, on our field, our playing field and uh, really take that comedy and amplify it. Uh, and I don't think I would have been, uh, I, I wouldn't be as good of an improviser as I am now if it wasn't for my wrestling. And mm-hmm. conversely, I wouldn't be as good of a wrestler or at least as personable as a wrestler if it wasn't for my comedy. I like to take pride. I, I think I'm the only true comedy wrestler in Wisconsin. Um, yeah, I, I, that's just how I feel. I, I think I'm always trying to get the crowd to laugh either at me or with me. Mm -hmm. And um, that is all because of my comedy sports stuff. That's awesome. Um, Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so obviously you kind of scratch the surface, but how did you come? So, I mean, obviously uh, Tom is a great name for the show, but how did you kind of come up with that? And how did, I mean, so basically the showcase, this is basically just your show that they're letting, I don't want to say letting you do, but I mean, because yeah. you've got teams every night that you're you're working with, but this yeah. is your your baby, right? This is one hundred percent my thing. I am footing the bill on everything here, and um, yeah, uh, I've had this idea for quite some time. Uh, I would say probably close to ten years. I had it back in college. Oh. I had it in a little bit different format, but yeah. Um, this is something that's kind of lingered in my brain for quite some time. And, uh, I feel felt like going into the new year, I need to come up with some type of resolution. (laughs) And, uh, I, I thought like, this is the perfect time to capitalize on this. I think my, my comedy is so strong that, or at least my confidence in my comedy Mm -hmm. is strong enough. And my connections are pretty good. I, I have, arguably one of the best improviser troop, like improv troop around. And I'm not talking about just Wisconsin. I would put up myself, John Waldbauer, Alan Guskowski, and Amy Westrup to any four person improv troop around. I, I truly can say that John Waldbauer is such uh, an energetic person. He's got so much uh, liveliness to him. Amy Westrup is such a confident player and very, I'm going to say bossy, but that's in a great way. <laughs> right. She commands a stage. Yeah. Alan, Alan is a fucking improv savant. I, have learned so much from him uh, over my time at comedy sports and I've never seen him have a bad show. Uh, and, and you know, you roll that all together and then you got me, who's just a perfect punching bag for those three, uh, which again, fills my role nicely in wrestling. So I know how that works. I, I love to be that support guy. And I think that we know each other so well, the chemistry between the four of us is so great. Now, admittedly, Amy won't be able to be there because so that's why we got uh, the fantastic Nicole Devin. But if it wasn't for this crew that I have, I probably wouldn't have done 
autonomy. So, uh, I, you know, I had it in my brain to kind of like potentially switch out people every month, you know, keep me and then three others. But after the first show, I was just like, nah, nah, we'll just keep it like this. This is, this is too good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely enjoy it. And you can definitely tell, you know, the four of you definitely have some chemistry. Um, and obviously though, I do want to show up quickly. Uh, so there's another member of your family that is also involved in the show of my, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. My brother, Tom, um, that's actually the guy that I've done so much with over the past year, um, between him helping me out with, uh, autonomy. He's my MC more or less the sound guy doing the lights and stuff. Um, but me and him have also been doing our, uh, podcasts ventures, um, and just really gotten to be a lot closer, uh, as brothers. Um, uh, and, and, you know, that's not saying that we were like distant right. before, but I, I probably talked to that doof, you know, every day now, uh, when, you know, there was a, there was a good portion of time where just like, you know, I'd go a day or two without saying anything. So now I have to talk to his ass all the fucking time. I'm, I'm, we're currently talking to each other in our sound studio, which is, you know, an attic. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he is such a great addition um, to my show. And uh, it, it shows because what he is uh, now, he's, he's actually working for WTMJ, uh, the radio station. And so he knows how to kind of work off the crowd and work on the radio and just be a personality. So. Wow. Um, so when you say working, I mean, is he on air or. He's a, he... he's a producer. So he, really? he has some on air stuff here. He was working uh, pretty much every Brewers post game. That's my brother. Huh. Or at least for, I should say, I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is something that uh, he's been doing for uh, for a year or two, and he's done wonderful things. He's gone out to California to do radio broadcasts uh, for like minor league teams, worked a lot of like uh, independent organizations like the Kenosha Kingfishers and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, I mean, the guy's. The, the sky's the limit for him. He's made so many damn connections that uh, surprised I'm able to keep up with him. Hmm. Does he work with, no, that's a totally off topic, but does he work with uh, Jeff Elconio at all by any chance? Uh, I, I don't know if Elconio so. WTMJ anymore. So, but he's, yeah, he, I don't, I don't think so. Um, Cause I used to work with Jeff actually when I worked at the bank. Um, before he got hired on full-time uh, at WTMJ. So we, we chat once in a while, but yeah, we spent a pretty legendary weekend in Vegas. Well, speaking of 2007, actually, it was, the, yeah, that was uh, weird in Vegas for that, uh, the draft that year. So. Oh, rad. The basketball tournament that year. So. Oh, super cool. Yeah. yeah so. I don't, I don't think he's over there anymore. Um, <laughs> but again, I, I don't listen to TMJ all that often. Yeah, uh, or at least not, you know, every every show. So I, I can't say that I know uh, yeah. who's who. Yeah, and we won't get in our soapbox because the the best sports station in Milwaukee is no longer. But that's, mm, uh, don't we'll, don't we'll talk remind about, me. Don't we'll remind talk, me. We'll talk yes. about that later. But uh, hey, uh, be on the listen, guys. Uh, Bart Winkler podcast. If you haven't uh, been listening to that, has been fire. 
And uh, he's supposedly uh, going to have me jump on sooner or later because, okay. you know, me and, me and Bart Winkler are like this. Dave from Cudahy, so. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That was all off a of bet, by the way. Really? Yeah. Uh, after the Bucks won their championship. Um, or no, before the Bucks won their championship. Uh, good, good wrestling buddies, Mav, Boone, and uh, Baxter. Uh, we're like, man, we should get Bart Winkler to a podcast uh, or to a podcast. God damn it. To a, to a wrestling show. I was like, I got this. I'm like what? No, you don't. It's like, yeah, I do. I got this. So then I started calling in as Dave from Dave from Cudahy and just having the, the level of energy that I always brought for, um, for wrestling shows into my calls for that. And honestly, it's stuck. I, I, I stopped after like the bucks won their title. And I just kind of like, eh, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to get them. And then I had uh, some of their producers like Toby Altizer, like sending me messages on Twitter. Like, hey, you're going to call in today? Sure, I can. <laughs> like, really? They're like, yeah, yeah, we could really use it. All right, cool. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. And uh, yeah, boom. Good morning, gentlemen. And, you know, wrapping it up with have a good one. And uh, yeah, just kind of stuck. Huh. Yeah, because I mean, living out in Idaho, um, obviously the the radio waves don't go that far. But this new technology of the internet, um, I could listen to WSSP. So that's really kind of what what kept me grounded in um, and listening to Steve Sparky Fifers. What made me become a Bucks fan? Because I was a Fairweather Bucks fan until 2012. Um, Fair man, it was it was Larry Sanders and Steve Sparky Fifer that turned me into a Bucks fan. So. Well, supposedly Sparky is trying his damnedest to uh, revitalize 1250. Well, hope, I hope and pray that that actually works, but I don't don't have the the biggest. Yeah, it's been a while since since I listened, but I mean, when he tweeted it, I was like, God, what the fuck? But anyways, but um, so basically, so obviously we're talking about your brother, um, but so he just, so he's not, was not obviously a comedy. He was an improv guy. He's just basically helping you out with all of this stuff. Then he's, uh, he, I tried to get him into comedy sports years ago. Um, admittedly he was very young at the time, but, um, uh, yeah, it's just not his bag, man. Uh, the guy likes to be a personality rather than a performer. And, um, I, I think he does a fantastic fantastic job with what he does so yeah I was i'm saying, happy to have him and and all the all the people around there know who tom is so it's not like he's he's a stranger or anything um yeah so he's he's one of those like adjacent comedy sports family members you know how that works yeah so yeah because i mean listen yeah i thought he added a lot to the show i was like oh huh, so that's all and i had no idea that he was a big deal so well and he knows nothing about him like at least not uh the short form style that we we do so a lot of the stuff that he is doing like if he's doing anything extra is all through instinct and you know the little bit of advice that i've given him Mm. which is i I think all in all honesty i thought he's done an amazing job and really again like you said brings an extra dimension to a show yeah, it was, it was, it was, well, I mean, obviously, you know, I had, I had a good, so we, well, we had a good time and as long as the wife's happy, so we, everyone that won had a good time. So we'll oh, good back. So, um, where was I going with that? So, <laughs> oh, um, 
So basically, I mean, obviously you're improv, but I mean, I assume you do at least a little bit of stand up. I mean, obviously there's there's you know like I dabbled shows and uh, I, I don't do it. I haven't done it in years, but I've dabbled in stand up. I I attempted doing some in like 2012 ish, 2013, I want to say, and um, I am I had a solid five minutes, solid five minutes. You asked me to go five oh one. Mm. And it turned into a tra- uh, like a train crash. Like it was it was a car accident. Um, but it, it's again, it, if I maybe would have started with with stand up and then progressed into improv, maybe that would have been a little bit different. But I just am too ADD to uh, to sit down and write material. I'd rather just, you know, have it come off the top of my head. And yeah, I, I don't know how you guys do it. So, and, you know, and, and for the layman, I mean, I did not realize this till, um, well, I, I told you this, I used to work with this guy, uh, William Krolwitz, who's a pretty big comedian in the area. Um, he's been kind of all over the place, but, and I didn't realize, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a lot of, I mean, stand up. obviously people think, you know, well, it's comedy. So comedy is comedy. Obviously they're just <clears throat> very different, but um, yeah, I mean, those stand up, I mean, they're very, I mean, it's work the stand-up is work man like you have to be on your game because you never know what is going to be that moment for you to to like have material and uh, man it's it's so different it's not like improv has its own challenges right like we have to kind of crank it to 11 at the drop of a hat uh, but like stand up, they are always like looking, surveying for moments, something that's going to strike uh, like a fancy to them. Because like the best comedy, in all honesty, is stuff that you can relate to, right? You know, if if you go out there and you start talking about dragons and knights and <laughs> you know superheroes and you know shit like that. Well, you know, we've never seen a dragon. We've never seen a superhero. But if you go out there and you start talking about your day in traffic or like how you didn't have any coffee at work, well, guess what? I can almost guarantee you, you've been in one of those situations before. And that just brings you into the comedy. So, uh, yeah, when you're doing stuff like that, it's it's so difficult because you just never know what's going to give you inspiration. And then on top of that, to have to, uh, you know, throw it on the comedy anvil and beat it out until you get a perfect, uh, fucking specimen of a joke. Um, it, so the trial and error of, of standup is just wild, you know, for, for a 15 minutes set that you have, you are going to be spending days perfecting that set because you're going to, you're taking those jokes you're, you're taking these moments, you are then turning them into, uh, you know, a couple minute jokes. And then you are taking those jokes to um, open, like open jams or open mic nights and stuff like that to try them out. And not just one open mic, you're like, no, you have to go to multiple open mic nights to really try that out before you feel confident enough to put that into your set. It's, it's like crazy work yeah it was um i remember listen i i was in my mid-20s and uh i saw lewis black over at summerfest and then i saw his, his special and i was like 
most of these are the same fucking jokes. And I was like kind of disappointed. But then William's like, well, that's how you get better. You, I mean, these are highly crafted. I mean, down to the second. I was like, holy shit. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, um, but Comedy Sports opened up for Lewis Black. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was. We ate his sandwiches. We got yelled at. <laughs> you know, it happens, so. So, I mean, and, and then with obviously the improv is, is so much different, but how do you, I mean, so you obviously incorporate real life stuff into that also kind of the same way. I mean, like with wrestling, I mean, you want, you want the, the fans to buy in the same thing in a, in a comedy crowd. You want, you know, obviously the one to buy into your jokes. Yeah. And when I first started, I tried to be zany and crazy and uh, I still am. Don't get me wrong. But I was doing the, like I said, the the dragons and superhero <laughs> shit, uh, and like, yeah, that gets you that gets you a laugh then and there. But where do you go with that? You know, that doesn't create problems. Um, and it, I I use it for when I'm teaching my students, uh, you know, as an improviser uh, and an improv improv teacher, like it's, we're not here to tell jokes. We are here to make moments, mm-hmm. moments. Like jokes last right then and there. Moments last forever. Those stay in your brain. It's going to be something that you will always remember because those are the things that just resonate to you the most. And, uh, you know, the dragons and superhero shit, those are jokes. But uh, stuck in traffic and, uh, you know, you sitting in the bathroom, that's a, that's a moment, right? Because we're able to kind of think that. Every time that you get stuck in traffic, you're going to be like, oh, man, remember when that comedian talked about that? <laughs> Shit, that was good. And it turns that bad moment into a great moment again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I how I view my improv stuff now. And I get if if you put me with like 22 year old Dave uh, and try to like have teach him comedy it would be a fucking uphill climb. <laughs> like, <laughs> just two totally different people. Well, I mean, you know, I we we definitely should grow. So, wow, that's awesome. So speaking, of, so you did bring up um, that you did teach your classes. So you want to tell um, the high fibers a little bit more about that then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I teach as part of the workshop series at Comedy Sports. Uh, we got four different levels, 101 through 104. Uh, and right now, I just wrapped up the 104 session. So those are like the um, the re-enlisting advanced students. They can take 104 as many times as they want. And uh, either until they decide, no, nah, I don't want to do that, or until Comedy Sports is like, we want you as a potential player. Hmm. Uh, but I just wrapped that up. It was truly a wonderful experience i'm going down to 103 now um so that 104 was actually my first real class myself i've actually been a ta and uh like a substitute teacher for years and i mean years Hmm. um the one though that i did the most of was 103 and i did that uh, as uh, I was technically a TA, but I was like a joint teacher with one of my autonomy guys, mm-hmm. uh, John Waldbauer. So I know 103, like the back of my hand. I know all the games that we're going to play. I know how I want to present them. 
And it's honestly some of my wheelhouse games, something like Forward Reverse, which is like one of my favorite games ever. I just recently started uh, like a new technique for myself with it mm-hmm. and been teaching it to the like the improvisers and it's worked so well um and i i'm really excited to do that my first class with uh, my new students coming in is uh, tomorrow so i'm i'm looking forward to what i'll have and uh what everyone's gonna be like yeah so obviously 101 is you're just starting with with greenhorns right off the bat obviously right yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you, you you're you're more or less dipping your toe in the water on if you like improv and uh, learning the basics of it. So like the yes and you always want to yes and then add to a situation. You don't want to deny. Huh. And then what's the, what's kind of like it's so obviously you just learn more and more as you're going through each class, kind of like in college. So it's kind of stacking what you already learned then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so like uh 101 through 103 is always like the same um the same like uh games and stuff that we'll play 104 gets rotated because like you said uh like i said a lot of the people decide to retake 104 so they're changing up the games for them uh Mm -hmm. so you're it's you're always learning something and a lot of times too i get 104 people that actually come back down and take 103 and learn again because you know you're you're never gonna have a perfect show and if you do quit because (laughs) yeah you're never going to going to do it again right so uh you you might as well just end on a high note uh yeah so taking it again you never know what you're going to see or hear whether it be from a different instructor like myself or even just uh that extra level of maturity you know, in the discipline that you're taking in, you know, in improv, uh, you might hear something differently that you didn't hear before and make you that much better. And basically, obviously, those classes are basically like like the the feeder system for, for comedy sports. And they're, they're kind of basically a scout and talent once they get to the 104, obviously. Yeah, that's that's what they've uh, that's what they've turned into, because uh admittedly before it was just like hey i know a guy (laughs) and you brought some dude in off the street um but yeah that's that's what it's turned into and it's been wonderful we've we've added uh a bunch of different people that uh, some of them i've actually had the um enjoyment of teaching to uh that i i'm looking so looking forward to getting them onto an actual playing field and being able to play with them rather than teach them. Yeah. So, um, well, you say playing field, and obviously as someone that's been there, do you kind of want to explain that to someone that's never been to an improv or never been to comedy sports? Sure, sure. Comedy sports is exactly uh, as it sounds. Comedy as a sport. We have an AstroTurf playing field. We got mm-hmm. dugouts. We got a scoreboard. We got uh, a guy in the booth, you know, being the announcer, a referee, uh I am one of those referees. I thank you very much. Uh, and like, it's, it's just one hell of an atmosphere. Um, I, I tell people all the time that if you're in Milwaukee, comedy sports should be one of those like five things you do because you're not going to see comedy sports anywhere else. Not comedy sports, Milwaukee, man. 
like I said, there's just something about it that is different than any other comedy sports. Uh, we are an entire entity down here. Um, so yeah, we get uh, a bunch of different suggestions from the audience. We had a, a red team and a blue team. They're all going to be vying for points given out by said audience. And um, you know, they're going to be having just a great time seeing what is more or less a sporting ma match. You know, we are working yeah. together, both team versus team, but at the same point, we are way too fucking competitive <laughs> at times. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, to be able to, to see, like you said, um, people be so quick and react to things so fast I... is, is truly wonderful. But honestly, you want to know it's even more fun seeing people fuck up and <laughs> then quickly react to catching yeah. themselves, which happens a lot because like I said, this is live entertainment. This is a live theater uh, yeah. experience that you're just not going to see in a scripted show. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always had a great time and, you know, we'll be definitely going to try and get on there more often, um, you know, but do you, uh, obviously, so you, you've got a pretty tight knit community there, obviously in comedy sports Milwaukee, do you guys have like, I mean, obviously you're going to have a quote unquote guest, but do you guys get a lot of guests that come through um, and do improv? Um, I won't say a lot, but, uh, you know, a lot of people, we are the Mecca of comedy sports, uh, because we're the first one. So a lot of, uh, other people will tend to stop in over a weekend or, uh, you know, make it a trip to come on down and see either see a comedy sports show or actually be a part of it. Uh, we just had, uh, someone come in from Jersey, not too long ago. And uh, actually, at the showcase I had yesterday, uh, we had a comedy sports player from Boston, hmm. uh, to, you know, kind of watch everything. I don't know if he's staying for the weekend or, of, you know, shows or not. Hopefully he is. That would be really fun. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, it's we get guests here and there. Uh, that's really kind of fun. A lot of time what you see is or when we get talking like big name people is they ask us to come to them. We do remote shows. So like one of the people that we actually have like a really good relationship with is the Farley family, Chris Farley. Um, yeah. His brother, Tom, we, I was actually fortunate enough to do a show with him and his foundation last year. Uh, and I got to play with Tom Farley, which was really kind of cool. He's basically looks like his brother. If you have, <laughs> if you don't know who Tom Farley is, uh, you know, he's been on, uh, movies before he was like on uh water boy he's the guy that interviews uh the big show uh Captain okay. Insane, you know uh, so uh yeah like we, we were we had such a great time and he's been like oh we want you to come back and work with our foundation again so uh yeah we get lots of regulars not just uh as far as uh celebrity you know guests or uh but like also corporations and companies ask us to come do shows for them all the time hmm. yeah because chris farley i mean he's from wisconsin illinois wisconsin yeah he's a or I, I i think you're right i think he's a got a uh, did schooling in wisconsin yeah because i think he went to marquette i think so um 
Wow. So that's cool. I mean, obviously, so Tom Farley is pretty much, you know, basically just keeping his, his brother's memory alive, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah. Talking about growing too quick, but that, I mean, I don't want to get morose or anything. So, um, but that kind of leads to my, so I was going to ask, so you guys do like functions and like remote and you guys kind of go out, not, not into the community, but I mean, out into the world a little bit. Oh, we go out into the community though. I mean, we just did a show three day weekend um, out at, I don't even know some UP place uh, that we did a County fair. We were three shows there. Uh, one of the coolest fucking events we did of recent memory is a uh, quad graphics 50th anniversary. Granted it was their 51st, but cause of COVID, but right. their 50th anniversary celebration. Holy fucking shit. Was that place crazy? There were zebras and like camels and shit. And the, it was, it was a fucking event. Uh, and we, we did, uh, I want to say two shows uh, for them. That was just fantastic. Yeah. And but, for them and their entire family. Um, which was that at the plant or was that the house? The, the plant, the, the big one out in like Hartford. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've got heat with that quad graphics, but that's something I don't want to talk about. On here, so. <laughs> um, yeah, because I mean, I well, I used to work for Sazes too, and they used to cater their party. But I mean, yeah, because I mean, I grew up in Slinger, which is right by Hartford, so I had a bunch of friends that worked at Quad Graphics. But yeah, listen, those fucking party. I mean, yeah, they have a full. They used to. I mean, this is when uh, before the old man died. So I'm glad they're kind of bringing that tradition back. Yeah, because it's a fucking yeah. to do. It was nuts, and I can't. I can't even list everything that was there. This was covering like every last fucking acre that they had on the facility. There were the fucking Ferris wheels. There were inflatable things. There were uh, like there was like a car show that was going on, too. It was it was a fucking event. Nice. Well, I'm glad to see they kind of rebounded. Yeah, because the old man died in like. Oh six, oh seven, and when I worked at Saz's, so they actually canceled their Christmas party, which is a relief for us. But because I mean, yeah, because it's like a whole we spent we we spent a week there setting up for their party. I'm sure. So yeah, I can only yeah. imagine, just based off of what I saw. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and we, you know, we were able to get that gig because we had done a show for a different company uh, that you know recommended us. It was um, it was like a party planning company. So, I mean, we've I've done so much through comedy sports, seen so much and just can't wait to experience more. Um, so, Alyssa, back back in the 80s, Milwaukee here had uh, their dojo wars. Um, do you guys ever like uh, go to other comedy sports for comedy competition? I know. I mean, Chicago is probably the closest one. But do you guys ever invade or our vice? I've done it. Invade? Yeah, oh, I've done it. Um, there is a Midwest classic. Uh, that happens in Chicago once a year or used to uh, again, COVID kind of fucked that up. Cause uh, I don't think Chicago has like a true space right now. Um, but yeah, I I've played down in uh, Chicago. I've played out in Minneapolis. Uh, I, they do once a year, they do a, a, like a whole tournament so that it's like a week long thing where all the county sports is kind of converge on each other at one location um was the last time they had it in milwaukee was uh 2014 i believe hmm. um but yeah they it's 
there's a, an event. They're very, this is a very close knit group, man. Even the people that I've never met, I still know uh, right. pretty well because of that. And I've heard, I've heard of names of like, oh, you should, you should meet this person. You would be, uh, you'd have so much fun with them. And, you know, eventually once I do meet them, I, you're damn straight. I'm having a blast. And uh, I, I'm sure if I wanted to go to any comedy sports now, I could go over there and play shows. Um, I, I, and a lot of the owners I have a pretty solid relationship with. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't listen. I didn't realize till the first show, but it's a legit competition. So it's not like, you know, other sports where like, you know, the, the, outcomes predetermined so when you walk in there you're 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 making people laugh for blood basically well i mean that's a little uh, yeah it is but uh, you're not wrong but you know we don't we don't score points right that's all based on everyone like the the audience applause you decide who you want to win and if you don't like it blame yourself (laughs) (laughs) just more or less how it goes yeah, I, I, I don't know how you guys listen. I mean, sometimes you'll ask questions in the audience and I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like, well, you guys, uh, yeah, I, I've always been impressed. So, I mean, kudos to you guys. So, yeah. And uh, that's that's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> I mean, the the quick reaction time is great. But like the other day we were I was playing categories with some friends. And let me tell you. That is not a game to challenge uh, an improviser to. We are so good at just coming up with bullshit on the fly. <laughs> and yeah, it just was an absolute black. I, I don't even know like the rounds that, that were happening, but it, you know, like, all right, uh, how many did you get? Like six. And, and Dave, how many did you get? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, f- 17. And like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So uh yeah like we we're not normal we're pretty abnormal uh to say the least and our weirdness makes us uh pretty good at being funny so <laughs> yeah well well speaking of which so do you have any uh funny stories of when like your uh your um your comedy sports kind of like interjected into your real life not you know Oh, this category man. is a good example, but yeah, uh, just off the top of my head. I mean, like I, uh, as far as funny stories go, oh, that's, I can't think of anything uh, that I could say is like, oh, that was a funny story outside of comedy sports. You know what I mean? Like um, I will, I will tell you right now uh, it's made me, so damn confident for job interviews because <laughs> like let's yeah. be honest uh improv comedians aren't making uh the the biggest of dollars uh yeah. so i've had to obviously get work elsewhere but uh, you know when i'm talking to other people i'm able to just kind of really chat with them and whether or not i'm actually feeling that way i i can kind of you know, put up uh, that ruse and have one hell of a good time. Yeah. You know, I guess if there's ever like a, a funny story, I was driving up with my brother to a green Bay Packer preseason game. And uh, as we're driving up, uh, was at 93 or 94, or yeah, whatever, 94. whatever one it up going up to green Bay. Um, 
there was like, I, I, when I drive, it's five miles over and I hate cruise control and I just sort of coast the entire time. I don't fuck with it. Uh, nothing crazy. There was a guy there that was behind us just wanting to be, to blow past. Fortunately, uh, there was like a semi tanker next to us, so he couldn't move. And I am slightly outspeeding the, the tanker. But it's, you know, by increments, very, very little. And finally, when I am able to go past, he's, fuck you, you know, whatever. I'm just, all right, what? fine. Go a little bit down the road. And uh, we pass by a sheriff's officer. And the sheriff's officer sees our car and throws on the, the flashers. And like, oh, fuck, what the hell did I do? My brother's in the passenger seat. Again, this was years ago, so he's younger. He's freaking out. Like, we're, I'm never going to see a Packer game ever again. We're going to get arrested. Yeah. I was like, Tom, chill the fuck out. Stop this. Um, and cop pulls up to me and is like, so. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of like, what's the fuck's going on? He's like, yeah, I got to. We got to call talking about um uh said there was a blue scion tc that was driving under the speed limit fucking with traffic and i was like officer i promise you like i'm not driving under the speed limit i go five miles over and like that's it and he's like yeah that's what i clocked you at so i guess don't do it again. It just was like, uh, it was just so baffled as to like, what's going on. And I tried you know, ended up explaining it to him like the whole situation He's like, okay, yeah. So, uh, just be careful because you know, I'll let them know, like, don't pull you over, but you never know if someone got that memo end up getting pulled over one other time on the way up there. Because yeah, this dude was saying I was driving under the speed limit, even though I was going over the speed limit. So you weren't you weren't speeding enough. Yeah, yep. You know how Wisconsin drivers are, right? Or just drivers in gen- general. Oh, yeah, I know. Unless yeah, and I I definitely which people will be shocked to know me as a younger child because I I was the, I was the other guy. I was like always in a fucking hurry, but now I'm mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm like. Yep, I'm going speed limit. You can honk all you want. I'm just going to go the speed limit. You know, you can try and pass me in this bike lane if you want, but I'm just going to speed up and you're just going to hand up right, you know, railing that car right in front. Oh, of yeah, I, d- I do tend to do that. Uh, you know, if you get too close to my bumper, I'm I'm just going to take off cruise control and let it sink. But, yeah. you know, that's your fault. <laughs> let's be let's be honest. Yeah, like my my better half says, I am not responsible for your poor time management, so gotcha (laughs) um listen i mean we did obviously talk mostly about the comedy but are there um are there other wrestlers that kind of come i know obviously you do a lot of training for for frankie and everything and stuff like that but are there other wrestlers that have come to you for kind of because i've seen other wrestlers at your comedy shows but um do a lot of like come to you for like advice like with stuff like that or has anyone sought that out yeah i mean they've asked me about stuff you know i like Beer City Bruiser has asked me like some character questions in the past and, uh, you know, how to present, you know, certain things when he's trying new stuff. So 
I've been very fortunate. Someone that was very complimentary of me was Jimmy Hart. Uh, yeah, I was able to cut a promo on him years ago. Him, uh, Greg Valentine, and Honky Tonk Man. And, um, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Hart had told me like, oh man, let me tell you, kid, you got a great old thing. If you got a, a microphone in your hand, you're going to do wonderful things. It's like, all right, thanks. Lay off the drugs. I don't know. Like slow down. But, um, yeah, he was very complimentary and, uh, I have had that happen a couple times. Him and Mick Foley have given me compliments on when I cut a promo, uh, towards them. So. I won't say that there, it was necessarily looking for advice, but it, I think that my uh, my improv stuff has kind of resonated into my wrestling nicely. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, I mean, it's one of those things you wouldn't think it makes sense, but it just makes sense. So, well, and obviously Mick Foley, I mean, he's turned that into a fucking career, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you've had a chance to meet Mick Foley then, huh? Yeah, yeah, he was a fantastic fantastic person uh super nice i still got the the cock sock with my blood all over it uh it's in a shadow box downstairs never to be touched uh so it's it's really fucking cool I, the the amount of people i've been able to meet in all assets and facets of life uh have just been I, i'm so grateful for it because i'm just i'm just a cut of hay dude like <laughs> that's just it my town reeks of bacon. Yeah, not that that's well, it thing, smells but... better than it used to. I'll just say that. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that's what it is. It, it, I live right next to the airport. It's loud as fuck. I get limited service at times, and uh, <laughs> like I said, my town smells of meat. So yeah, you know the fact that I'm able to do shit like that, and you know, hang out with fucking legends and have them remember me uh you know that's i think is is really fucking cool did you get a chance to see when uh jake the snake came around town uh, a couple years ago doing his improv or uh his, his uh stand-up i mean i know it's kind of like a story slash comedy bit thing that he does but yeah yeah uh, i didn't see him i saw jeff hardy um because he had done the same thing uh, that was pretty and- recent too wasn't he just here like last year uh, or is that another tour maybe it was another one i i can't remember I honestly, the days blend together, Tom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I don't remember if I saw Jake. I, th- I want to say I did, but I, like I said, it, I, I've been dropped on my head a lot, so I, you know, I tend to forget <laughs> these things here and there. Yeah, well, it's completely understand. I, I've, I've seen you take a, a chair shot or, or twelve, so. Yeah. Yeah, and those were those were the soft landings. <laughs> Well, uh, Dave, my friend here, listen, I mean, before we pull the train to the station, is there anything else that you want to put over while we got you on the line here or anything? Or? Yeah, you know what? Listen to my brother and I's podcast as well. Down the Wire is just been so much fun, and we've we've really hit a good um, a good talking point with each other. You know, we talk it's a sports podcast. We talk professional sports in just the most unprofessional way. Uh, and we we get into like the major sports. We talk uh, a bunch of different uh, like quirky stories as well. We play some games. We get some big interviews. We, we we've done a lot of really cool things. And now uh, with the football season, we've added a second episode a week where we just recap all of the football games. Uh, and that's been 
just so cool. So if you if you haven't listened to Down the Wire, check us out. We post every Monday and Friday. And uh, yeah, that's about all I got. <laughs> I know it's on ChairShot Network, but I mean, people can listen to that on all podcast platforms. All podcasts. Yep. Okay. Uh, w- whether it be uh, Apple, whether it be uh, Podbean, Spotify, um, uh, uh, Tinder, Tinder, um, uh, <laughs> Farmer's Meat, uh, Christian Mingle. Uh, I don't I don't care. We're on it. We, we are on it, damn it. Yeah, because you guys are on the ChairShot Network, right? Yeah, yeah, we we work with them uh, just to kind of have some extra content for them. So uh, we post through them, and then we also post ourselves. Uh, so yeah, we're not we're not locked down or anything. We're yeah. we're kind of a whore to the to the radio scene, the podcast scene. Um, yeah, because you guys are coming up on hundred episodes, aren't you? Because you're like 87, 88 right now. Eighty six uh, on uh, was that Thursday? or Thursday when we, we record, but Friday. So yeah, we'll, we'll be hitting that hundred mark really soon. I got to figure yeah, out anything something you can that. share with the high fibers on any special, uh, special content or anything for episode 100. <laughs> that, that's assuming I have special content for episode 100. <laughs> I, I haven't planned that far ahead. Are you out of fair your enough, mind? But I, uh, I've, I've reached out to a bunch of different people for, uh, for, for like interview stuff and, We've had some really cool, um, some really cool interviews in the past. We we talked to the uh, arena uh, football player that smoked a joint on the the field after scoring a touchdown, which is really cool. Uh, we, okay, I remember seeing that story. So yeah, yeah, we talked to that guy. Uh, we we also talked to um, a former NBA draft scout. Uh, like he's more or less the man that drafted. Uh, Joel Embiid and stuff like that, and the, honestly, that that was one of the coolest interviews uh, to to have. Um, like, wow. and to have those guys, those names kind of like saved in my phone for later. Like, I think is so so fucking cool. It's really kind of that uh, one of those things that you never quite thought would happen. But yeah, it's been really awesome. So we're gonna have to do something special for episode one hundred. Yeah, and it's and those are the stories that, that, that never get. I mean, I uh, I want to shout out one of my big podcast influence, my buddy Jimmy. Is uh, is a podcast was called the the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, but like it's the stories that that never get told. You know, like you said, the draft guy. I mean, everyone knows who's been drafted, but no one knows how he got there. Well, and we take great pride. Uh, you know, I, we had we had Beer City Bruiser on a couple of weeks ago, and I told my brother like, do not ask any of the basic questions you know what i mean like we know what the base how did you get into wrestling you know how did this happen for you you know what we know those fucking stories we've heard them on every other thing let's get into some some really weird shit and uh you know that's that's kind of been our niche uh at down the wire so the fact that we're able to kind of get these personalities in and play some some ridiculous games with them um and is has just been awesome so we look forward to having uh having these guests on again like we're, we're gonna get mike uh that's our that's our uh 76ers scout former scout uh we're gonna get him back on for when the draft comes around again because he still does his little analyst shit by himself because you know once you do it you never stop doing it yeah so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be awesome to have him back on 
Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's just less, I always love hearing the story, you know, the people that don't normally get talked to. Um, yeah. And again, yeah. that's, that's been our thing. Yeah. And, and, or having less, yeah. Talking to beer city bruiser. And yes, we all know he was trained by Harley race, blah, 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 blah. We've heard the story a hundred times, but like having an actual conversation, like you're just basically just sitting there and like the listeners are basically a fly in the wall of you two sitting at a table, having a beer together. Well, and you know what? Like that was, we did a game with him where I had already, I had thought about it and scripted everything. We did comparing wrestlers to domestic beers. And uh, <laughs> like, I thought it was like, oh, I got these fucking great answers. And I even played it up in my, in my little spiel of uh, like, all right, We'll have my brother uh, give an, an answer. We'll have you give an answer. And then I'll give the correct answer. You know, it's like a whatever. After right. the first one, I just gave up on that because uh, Winchester, Matt Winchester gave so many perfect answers that were better than mine. I just was like, no, I can't. I need to drop this joke real fast because it's just not working. Um, so yeah, it, like we and we've done that before. Like I said, uh, we've just done some really stupid stuff that is truly entertaining. And uh, it, again, I can't speak highly about the work that my brother and I have done uh, with Down the Wire. Yeah, it's how tired me because I remember that pretty much started. It was it was a little bit post pandemic, but you guys started that kind of out of the pandemic, right? Uh, we started it about a year and a half ago. So yeah, I, I was right before the Bucks won their title, uh, because okay. we were able to do a Bucks like a uh, post game. Um, so I, I want to say it was actually like February of last year. Okay. So actually, oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Cause you were, you were talking about that, um, to break down the fourth wall here. Um, Dave and I actually took a pretty awesome trip to lacrosse or actually it was, um, where the fuck was it in Minnesota? Um, we went to our, uh, Winona. 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 Yeah. Took a pretty legendary trip to Winona. So yeah. Cause you were just starting just after that. God, that was a year and a half ago already. Yeah, man. It's, it's been a minute, right? Fuck. That was fun though. So good times. Fun. Yeah, it took me six and a half hours to drive home, but I got us all here today, so. And then I figure out two-thirds of the way that the fucking rental cars got four-wheel drive because I'm a fucking idiot, but. So. Yeah, that was that was a snowy mess, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, I was just worried you guys weren't going to get out of the goddamn parking lot, but that's another story in itself, so. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Dale, so yeah, I'll definitely, obviously, I'll put the links up for the, sh- um, for the podcast and then for your show coming up for Autonomy and everything, but, uh, and where can people, so can people get tickets ahead of time, just contact County Sports or come? Nope, no, no, uh, so it's $10 cash uh, at the door, um, that's for tax purposes because you know i don't (laughs) uh but yeah honestly and if you need it like um uh you could definitely we got like an atm nearby uh so yeah so october 8th 8 p.m in the comedy sports garage so the side stage yeah uh go please come on out to autonomy because like this is going to be this is going to be such an amazing show 
Yeah, I'll be there. I will not be wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'll be wearing well, no, I'll Ooh. be I'll be wearing I'll be wearing my Hawaiian date shirt. I'll be wearing the other one. So okay, good, good. Yeah, Faith bought me because uh, I used to actually wear my other one for our other date night, but now it's got blood and sweat all over it. So she got me like a, a nicer one for, for our, <laughs> like our, our date nights and everything. So but Dave, thank you so much for coming on, man. Let's I just I've been this is something we've been talking. I should have had you on a long time ago, but I mean um eh, no big deal. I, always wanted to put this over and i do always like talking to comedians um i had my friend kevin griefel uh he's out in new jersey but he knew who you were so oh, damn was, really yeah so the words oh, wow a little bit so i mean i'll well, take was, was he from here no he's he's a straight up new jersey guy so um he, he knew the name so you haven't met each other but yeah just kind of like through social media and everything so i mean you well, know, that makes me feel big <laughs> and big, not big in the weight category. Normally that's where I feel it, but yeah. I'll take it. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, but do, yeah, thank you so much. We'll, uh, we'll probably do this again, but uh, if you need a guest ever to talk some nonsense, you know, I'm always, I'm always available. So. Oh, it sounds perfect. We'll definitely uh, pull some bullshit together. All right. High fivers. We will talk to everybody later.